A friend suggests that I should start by telling you something about this book, and I guess he's right. So what is this book? This book is a small selection from a big stock of brief essays that I have written every day, one a day, over the course of what has come to be many years now. Funny how remembering a standing date can make you forget the passing of the years during which you keep it. I write and disseminate these essays on Facebook, using its little-noticed notes option. I also revise them there, and revise them, and revise them, and revise them. One of the many charms of the notes function on Facebook is how it allows you to revise what you've already virtually published to your heart's content. I am put in mind of a remark a friend made about an advertisement for a Sunday brunch, which included all the Chablis you care to enjoy, and then some, my friend waggishly added. My point being that the notes option on Facebook allows you to perform all the revisions you care to enjoy, and then some. Many is the day I have mostly spent making small and large changes in the brief meditation pertaining thereto. I return now to the task at hand. What are these brief essays? Well, probably, the easiest way to find out is to stop reading this introduction right now and go straight to the essays themselves. After all, there is always something at least a little asinine and asymmetrical about even the most necessary introductions. At least so it has always seemed to me. But maybe I can and should provide a few words that might prepare you for what might otherwise seem merely strange. Let me first say a little about the form of these essays. They usually begin with a quotation, typically literary or philosophical in nature, although sometimes from some relatively recent or out-of-date biography of Eleanor Roosevelt, or a handbook to Hawaiian flora and fauna, or a study of Lou Kahn, or a guide to Madrid, or a living letter from a dead friend, or something else that happens to catch my eye that day. That said, I should say what will be apparent from even a casual glance, there are a few key texts to which these little essays, like so many homing pigeons, or callers to the heart, are forever returning. I won't burden you with listing these greatest hits, or explaining why I keep coming back to them. That, I hope, will become clear through the essays themselves. These quotations are followed by what I have to say, more or less directly about them. The relation between what I talk about in the essay and the text about which I am supposedly talking may not always be as explicit as those of us accustomed to the contemporary protocols of critical responsiveness are trained to expect, but they are certainly always incited by it. They are as much incited by them as a hidden god or a powerful parent or a love, or a loss, that touches everything we do, often most tellingly, by not saying so, and not saying how. And they are continuously informed by them, sometimes sounding them out just by sounding like them, when they seem to be talking about something completely different. It's like the time, years ago, my mother's oldest brother told me over a picnic table in a small town north of Spokane, that I had my mother's laugh, by which he meant that I bore her whole being. Following the body of the essay, there is usually a footnote that echoes and expands upon the writing that has preceded it. 
That footnote, by the way, bears little conspicuous resemblance to a traditional, explanatory, or bibliographic footnote. It consists of another very brief quotation from some book or song or some something else, and its relation to the text above it is often as oblique as the relation of that text to the quotation above that. Finally, there is, I should say there was, a photograph, a visual correlative or collage of the sentiments verbalized in the written element of the essay. As you will see, the essays collected in book form have been shorn of those images. Here I am nearing a matter I will only mention now and consider more fully a little later. What is lost and what is gained in the work of translation from the liquidity of the Internet to the solidity of the traditional text?